Today, for the first time ever, I've gotten a chance to speak to one of the nicest guys in the Star Trek universe. Robbie Duncan McNeil, how are you today? I'm good. I'm very good. Yeah, I talk, well, I'm, you know, I'm glad that somebody's happy and healthy and keeping busy. You know, I talked to Garrett quite a few times. I've never gotten a chance to talk to you. So, you know, this know. is, uh, this is a good time. I know. I know. Yeah. I've, I've been, uh, busy a lot, you know, uh, with my new career since Star Trek, um, directing and producing. So, um, that keeps me pretty busy. Well, that's I good. I don't get to do as, yeah, I don't get to do as much Star Trek interaction and keeping up with everything and conventions and cruises and all of that stuff as, as some of the other actors. But uh, I always enjoy, you know, touching base with the fans and, and uh, getting reunions with my fellow actors and things like that. So come on, man, you got to at least get on the cruise. I've never been on a Star Trek cruise. <laughs> I mean, I've never. Yeah. You know, you got the fans there with you. You got the whole experience. The ship's yours. It's a moving city. Yeah, I did. A, I did a cruise when I was younger. I went on a cruise once in my life, and uh, I've always wanted to go on a Star Trek cruise. I was supposed to go this year for the 25th anniversary, and um, as usual, I got it. I I had a job that kept me from going. I was I'm directing and producing a, a new show for Sci-Fi Channel called Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk. It's a sci-fi comedy which has been a lot of fun. So we almost got finished before the quarantine hit and shut us down. We have one more episode to shoot. So, Well, what I told Garrett is that next year we can call it the uh, the first anniversary of the 25th anniversary of Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there you go. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of our writers said, oh, you're, you're talking to Tom Paris today. I said, yeah. And she's like, ask him what it was like that his real life wife and his TV wife were pregnant on the same time when he was on Star Trek. And I was like, for you, Whitney, I'll ask. <laughs> I think, um, as I remember, and I have a really bad memory, but I think that, uh, don't worry. It's not like it was a quarter century ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they played, they played Balana's character pregnant for most of the sixth season huh? or no, no, it was the seventh season. Seventh season, they played her pregnant for most of it, and they were, they, uh, so she had a fake belly. But the year before, she had actually been pregnant in real life, and they were hiding it the whole year. So it was almost two years of dealing with Balana and or Roxanne, uh, pregnant. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome, man. You know, I um, remember when she was really pregnant, we had a couple of, there was one scene we were like in the Jeffrey's tubes, we were supposed to be fixing something, and, it sort of turned romantic, and I remember this tiny little set that we had to climb into to shoot the scene and be, you know, in the shot together. And she was pregnant in real life, so she and she was very pregnant, had a big belly, and it was so uncomfortable trying to get into that tight little Jeffrey's tube and not, you know, squish her belly or pretend like this was a romantic kind of uh, moment. It was, it was, uh, yeah, quite awkward. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, with the 25th anniversary, you guys recently had a panel uh, on May 2nd, and you're doing another one on May 6th. Fill us in a little bit about that, because I know there was an auction that led to a limited amount of people that could take part on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, I, this is, I think, you know, Creation is trying to give the fans another experience, because a lot of these conventions are being canceled, and... Um, 
there's not a lot of opportunity for fans to go and gather together and see some of the actors like they like they normally do. So this is a whole new thing. Um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the 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 one that we did last week. I think the way it works is we, you know, Garrett and I go on together and we have our banter and we talk and that's fun. And then the questions come through sort of a chat box. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we sort of take the questions and that leads to conversation, things like that. I, it was a lot of fun. Um, I did find that sometimes with Garrett and I, someone will ask a question. We'll go off for like five, 10 minutes on one question. So, you know, as we got near the end, I was like, okay, speed round, speed dating round. Let's just blast out these answers for these questions. Like there's a lot of questions and we're going too slow. So we tried to try to catch up on everybody's questions. I do miss the interaction with the crowd. You know, it's always fun to, you know, when you tell a joke that they laugh or you hear them, you know, you kind of feed off the energy of, of all those fans. It's always a a great energy in the room with fans uh, when we do panels. So, um, I did miss that, but this has been fun. It's been really fun. But the interesting twist with this is that, you know, you guys are, are one of the multiple incarnations of the Star Trek franchise that your science fiction has quite often turned into science fact. Yeah. 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 I mean, the giant screen monitors where you're talking to other ships, here you are communicating with fans via Zoom or Skype or whichever format yeah. was used. So yeah. it's... Uh, you know, the science fiction of Star Trek from 50-plus years ago, even to a quarter century ago, is still playing a big part of what's become science fact for us. Yeah. I, I heard that, you know, there's the X Prize for space and, you know, and um, for space exploration, invention, and ingenuity. And, you know, they give away this prize for, for those things. But there's something else I heard that's like a Star Trek prize, that if you can take a Star Trek technology and make it real, there's a prize for that. And I don't know, uh, Bob Picardo was talking about this a while back. And I guess um, someone had worked on a medical tricorder that could be a handheld device where you could scan the body and get a number of different medical, you know, uh, uh, some medical data from this handheld device, like a medical tricorder. And someone has invented something that does does that, you know, I don't know exactly what, how much it can do, but it's got some sonogram and temperature readouts and all kinds of things that you can just scan it over the body like the medical tricorder. And uh, so, yeah, it's amazing to see some of this technology becoming science fact. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like when you, when you do see that? Because, you know, you're like 25 years ago, we were playing with make-believe for it and now I could actually use that device. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Garrett and I, you know, we've, we've, uh, in this quarantine, era we started a podcast mm. and a web show and um and uh it's something Gareth mentioned to me for uh a long time and this seemed like a great opportunity to kind of dive in so we're doing a recap from the pilot episode all the way through once a week we're going to do a different episode and talk about it and rewatch it together and uh and see what we remember anyway uh we were doing that recently and and it seems obvious, but I was looking at a, a scene in uh, Janeway's ready room, and she was talking to somebody on her laptop monitor. And it was so big and thick and bulky. And I was thinking, here I am talking to Garrett on my MacBook 
you know, air, a thin little, you know, quarter inch <laughs> light as a feather <laughs> device that does everything and more than, uh, than Janeway's laptop or monitor on her desk there. And just the visual of it was like, wow, you know, that yeah. seems so modern in 1994 when we started doing the show, but, but it looks so ancient, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did mention the Delta Flyers, your, your guys' new podcast. Garrett didn't fill me in on the web, on the uh, web series as a visual. He only filled me in on the podcast itself. So tell me well, about the, the actual, like, you know, the video conferencing. Yeah, the, the, so the podcast portion uh, that we're doing is just the, the portion where we, after we rewatch it, we kind of come on and we talk about just – the episode we go through chronologically in the episode, things that jumped out at us and memories we had or questions. With the the web show, it's an, kind of an expanded version of that. So we actually have a an introduction where we where we um, where we um, sorry, hang on one second. Yeah, no where we um, my dog is acting up here. He just needs attention. Um, we have a. Uh, on the web show, we have an introduction where we kind of um, talk a little bit just about our life for you know, a minute, you know, where we're at. We, and uh, it's a little more personal kind of way into the show. So we we talk about that. We we have a section where we try to remember the episode before we even watch it, which is kind of hilarious sometimes. <laughs> Both of us are like, wait a minute, was that – that was the – Burger King aliens and didn't they steal your memory? No, they didn't steal my memory. So there's always that fun right. uh, on the web show and you get to see us kind of, uh, you know, tr- struggling to remember. And then we do the recap on video, of course, which, um, which, uh, is a little better than just watching the audio or listening to the audio. And then we have, uh, on the web show, which is not in the, in the, um, the podcast, like I said, it's just a simple recap. We have some, uh, games that we play in our format, you know, like winners and losers that we talk about, you know, each of us pick a winner and a loser from that episode and mm-hmm. we talk about why and, um, <clears throat> we go a little deeper into the themes of the episode and sort of how that fits into time and place and things like that. Um, you know, for example, we, we, uh, in ex post facto, uh, which was, about crime and punishment and the technology there was that uh, they used memories of the victim to solve the crime and then took the experience of the victim and put it into the criminal's head and he had to relive the victim's experience for the rest of his life, which sounds like justice on its surface. You know, it sounds like, wow, that's a great way to serve justice. You're literally the victim gets to point the finger at the accuser, you know, or yeah, at the cr- criminal the victim gets to point the finger at the criminal, and then the criminal has to suffer the the, the pain of, of what the victim experienced. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. But then you start going, well, wait a minute. There's no technology that's perfect, and people can use that and manipulate it. And so we started talking about that theme a little more deeply in the web show and talking about how, how uh, in 1994, when this episode was filmed, DNA technology was kind of emerging. You know, it, it, it had not we, – we sort of take for granted today, oh, DNA is a great way to, you know, um, use science to solve crimes, DNA evidence. But in 1994, DNA evidence was not legal and it was not permissible because it, there were a lot of problems with it. And so uh, that episode being filmed in 1994 – um, was absolutely, 
um, current and relevant for that time in, in a way that sometimes now watching that episode, we forget, you know, right. we forget that, that, um, Star Trek has the great history of taking, you know, social and political themes and ideas and, that are current and, and telling stories with, with science fiction. So, um, that's the kind of stuff we get into in the web show a little more. We do winners and losers. We read reviews of fans from the, when the show was on the air and talk about that. Um, we, uh, we have duo, a do over section where we're like, all right, if we could do something over what we do and why, and we talk about that. And, um, you know, uh, so yeah, the web show is a much more expanded version, not just a recap. Uh, but the podcast is, um, has been a lot of fun and putting the whole thing together and coming up with a format that's got different, you know, levels of, of, uh, commitment for people that want to want a little more or just want to hear the recap part or whatever they want. And, and it's, it's been fun. It's been fun for me. Cause like I said, I, I, uh, I have a horrible memory, so it's bringing back <laughs> so many things. I mean, I, I was talking to Ethan Phillips this morning and, and, uh, and Ethan and I used to have this joke for years on set. We'd talk about, you know, joke about acting and things. And we had this bit we did with each other that we thought was hysterical where the actor's line was simply no dot, 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 I dot, dot, dot. And we'd try to do that in so different, so many different ways. So like, you know, for example, no, I, no, I, no, I, you know, we do and we, for some reason, when we're, you know, face to face and we're bored and we're doing this stupid little bit, we found it hilarious that we would try to out, out act each other with the simple no dot, 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 I. And I was uh, telling Ethan this morning, I said, Oh my God, I've been rewatching some episodes recently. And I had a line in one of the episodes in sickbay where I did that. I had no, I no, And I had it like three or four times in a row where I couldn't get out what I was trying to say. I said, that's where that bit came from. I never remembered that, John, Ethan. And, uh, and so, so that, that kind of stuff has been fun for me. Like, you know, uh, looking back on things that we have forgotten or taken for granted or, um, you know, or, or maybe remembered in the wrong way, you know, remembered differently. So it's a lot of fun going back for me and yeah. uh, looking at that. Well, the entire franchise has been so influential in so many people's lives. And 25 years later, you're still having an impact on people. Um, you know, I was, Phil Lamar had said one time that, uh, because people used to go up to him and quote lines from Futurama. And he's yeah. like, uh, you have, you guys just remind me what episode that's from because you guys watch the show far more often than we've recorded the show. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like this is what plays into it. Well, also, I've, I've said this to Garrett, like, I, there are episodes, we made 168 episodes or something like that. There are plenty of episodes that I never saw. I still have never seen. I remember filming them, but often the night that we might be on the air, you know, the show might be airing back when we were making the show, I was working. And, uh, you know, early on, I would, I would record on my VHS recorder, set the timer and record the, the episode and watch it later. But over time, I just, you know, I stopped doing that. You know, I just, uh, I would watch it when I could. And if I didn't see it, I didn't, it didn't bother me. So there's a lot of episodes that I, that we made that I never saw. So this will be a lot of fun. 
And before anyone uh, gets antsy in the comment section, it was 172 episodes. Just so uh-huh. people, I know how Trekkies can get, man. Or Trekkers, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to say Trekkie now, and then I'm going to get roasted. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I know how people can get sometimes. So, you know, we we understand yeah. how that goes. It's a level of passion that people have for your guys's product. That uh, you know, does it still surprise you after all this time? Hmm. No, not really. I think the thing that was surprising to me and it started with after we went off the air and enterprise came right on the air the next year mm-hmm. um you know when you're in the midst of making it you think that you're you know the 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 big kahuna you think that oh wow they just love us cuz we're so special and we're making such a cool show you can't help but think that cuz you're making it and you're the new thing in town and then enterprise came around and all of a sudden we were the old guys for the first time, you know, we were old news. And, uh, and so there was a little bit of, of that, that phase of, uh, of being a, a, you know, a veteran Trek actor. And then this, uh, then the movies started coming out and it was like, Oh, well, everybody's forgetting about the, the TV shows back in the day. And now everybody's obsessed with the movies and then discovery comes on and then Picard and then, you know, so I think that over time, um, that's been something that I think was was not a surprise, but kind of a uh, an interesting journey to see that the, that the franchise lives on, and we're not the final word. You know, we were we were just a moment in the long story of this of this idea. So um, that's been interesting to see how that develops, and I'm sure the other cast, you know, the original cast has to. Has to have, you know, they've had that first experience of seeing TNG come on and start right. to take, take the, the, you know, bring in new fans, but, uh, you know, woo some of the old fans too, so. Right. Well, with tomorrow's virtual experience continuing on at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, what's tomorrow's experience like in comparison to this past weekend? Because, you know, there was an auction for only about 15 people to be able to take part tomorrow. Yeah, I think this is going to be, um, you know, again, this is my first time doing this in, with creation, and uh, I'm not sure exactly, but I, I think that uh, my understanding is that that first experience was kind of a big, wide net for everybody to come in and 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 throw in questions in the chat box, like like I said, you know, we were just kind of being fed a lot of questions and trying to trying to toss out answers in real time to everybody as best we could. I think tomorrow's experience is going to be much more kind of interactive that we're going to be able to deal more directly with fans and follow up and talk to them, you know, answer, you know, just interact. It's going to, it's going to be a two way street as opposed to, I think last week was sort of, you know, we were being fed the cues, but it was kind of a one way street of us just talking to the bigger, broader audience. Tomorrow's going to be much more interactive. Well, I think tomorrow's going to be fun because it's a little more intimate. Yeah, exactly. Much more intimate, yeah. Uh, tomorrow, do they announce the winner of the uh, two-on-one with you guys? You know, you you and Garrett talking to the person that uh, won the highest bid to to speak with you. We did we did that right after oh. the big one. We I, I don't know if there's another one. There may be another, um, but I think that I think we did that. We did that with last week's big event. Um, whoever was the one bidding, uh, we spoke to her, and she was. Uh, um, a lady whose kids had just were kind of leaving the nest and she, she had never been to a convention before and had plans to go, 
this summer and is, you know, worried that with this, uh, pandemic and quarantining and all the things getting canceled, um, that that's not going to happen. So, uh, she wanted to be a part of it. So she didn't want her newfound passion and enthusiasm for, uh, for getting involved in fandom and conventions and things. So she's, she's the one we got to do a one-on-one with. It was great. Oh, that's fantastic. Especially when it's a new fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, right. if August still takes place, you know, I get to see her in August. And if not, next year. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, real quick before, cause I know you're real busy and you're still plotting stuff out for the new series and everything that you're doing with Alan. Uh, where can yeah. we find you on social media and, uh, remind us about, uh, the project that you're working with with Alan? Um, yeah. So, uh, the show I'm doing with Alan Tudyk is called Resident Alien. It's going to be on Sci-Fi Channel. We were supposed to premiere this summer, but things have gotten a little, shifted because um uh because of we didn't quite finish all of our filming in March. We we got shut down just before that. So um um yeah. So so uh that's a great show. It's a comedy about a alien who sort of crashes on earth, has to take on a human form, and it's a mashup between like northern exposure and uh and monk or something it's very funny he's he's he ends up having kind of being drafted as the town doctor in this small colorado mountain town and and uh he's obviously he's an alien who's very smart but also very naive and so it's it's very funny it's a lot of it's a lot of fun well it sounds like it's going to be a good time and if he's germphobic like monk that'll be that'll be even uh more added humor it's Kind of, he's got his own quirk, not exactly the same quirks, but he's got his own version of quirks there that are, that are a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's that. And, uh, on social media, you said I'm, I'm on Twitter, uh, just got on Twitter recently. Um, and it's at Robert D. McNeil. Robert D. McNeil is my Twitter name. Two L's and McNeil. Two L's and McNeil. Yeah. M C N E I L L. Robert D. McNeil, um, on Twitter and on Instagram. I think I'm Robbie McNeil or McNeil Robbie or something. I don't know. Okay. I'm on Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's, that's that. There's a Delta Flyers, uh, podcast, uh, Facebook page if anybody's interested in checking that out. Um, yeah. So this will be fun tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it and, uh, and, uh, great talking to you. Great talking to you, Robbie. Thank you so much for today. It was a great first conversation. I uh, can't wait to see you face-to-face at a convention in the near future. And good luck with the new series. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.